0: All right, all right. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode of Carl Buys Houses. My name's Carl Krenzel, your host here today, here to help you with your real estate problems, your questions here in the Tucson area. Thank you for joining me today and downloading today's episode. Today, what I'm going to do is something a little bit different. If you've been following me along here in Tucson on carlbuyshouses.com or on the podcast here, uh, I certainly appreciate you, and I want to go ahead and give you today the best information I can, uh, not to scare you. I just want to make sure you're aware of what's going on in the real estate mar- uh, real estate market. Now, let me just go ahead and say from the outset that there have been some people, and I'm grateful, believe you me, I'm very grateful for everybody who pays attention to anything that I write or anything that I post here at CarlBuyesHouses.com. And I recognize that there is an underlying fear of fake news, an underlying fear of misinformation. And I can certainly appreciate it more than most, because I too have great fear of misinformation. And that's exactly why I'm putting out these posts, because it's my intention here at Carlby'shouses.com not to scare you, but to give you solid, actionable information, based on my information, based on my experience, I have been doing this for nearly, I have just uh, looked at the uh, calendar day. Today is April the 1st, 2020. Uh, May, May 5th, uh, I will have been licensed for 24 years now. And I've seen an awful lot. Uh, in 24 years of full-time real estate practice, uh, I've seen a couple changes, you know, in my first uh, six months of real estate in 1996. The base realignment Closer, closure commission closed the Charleston Naval Base, where I was a practicing real estate agent at uh, agent-owned Realty in Charleston, South Carolina, in the Somerville area, uh, and 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 I had to learn very quickly how to deal with a micro-recessionary type environment in a town. And I learned how to do that in my first year in real estate. Now, fast forward to 9/11, 2001. You know, I'd been in the real estate game for nearly 16 years at that point, I believe it is. And and if my math serves correctly, and and at that point, you know, the the market froze again. You know, and, and, and there's a lot of people who've not been in the real estate game for more than a year. There's an awful lot of people who've not been in the real estate game for more than five years. And there's very, very few people who've been doing this for over 20 years. And what I can tell you is with over 23 years experience, going through uh, 1996, the Base Realignment Commission, 2001, the 9-11 issue... And then again in 2007 and 8, when the banks and the Great Recession collapsed, you know I have seen a couple things, and 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 I'm not telling you this, any of this to scare you. I'm not telling you any of this to get you to go out and fire sale your property and sell it to me at a discount price. No, that's that's 150 percent wrong. Okay, uh, what I'm simply trying to do is give you experienced information from my perspective. Now, what you choose to do with the information is entirely up to you. But believe you me, my, my intent is to give you the best information possible so that you can make a decision on what to do, if anything, During these crazy times. So let's just go ahead and jump into some of the news today. What I'd like to do with you today, I'd like to just share with you a podcast as I go over some of the news that is currently available. Uh, There's some certain information I think that you ought to know uh, if you're a realtor, if you're an investor, a homeowner, a potential home buyer. You know, there's a lot of things I think that you ought to know. And one of the things is that Tucson, is coming out uh, as number one again. uh, This information coming from the San Diego Union Tribune. uh, Tribune, uh, A report uh, that is just coming out, LendingTree, says that San Diego had the third biggest drop of the 50 largest metros, says that internet searches for buying a home in San Diego are on the decline according to a new LendingTree study. The report used Google Analytics to see what people were searching of as of March 15th, a few days before stay-at-home orders were to stop the spread of coronavirus. It found that searches for San Diego homes for sale were down 43% from its peak in 2020. Now this is its third biggest drop in the 50 largest metros. Tucson, woohoo! Tucson had the biggest decline, it says, 48.2%, and was followed by Columbus, Ohio. Now, what this is really meaning is that there are a lot of people who were looking for property who are no longer looking for property. As a matter of fact, Tucson has the least amount of people Uh, looking for homes right now, according to this study. It said that San Diego had the third highest recession risk behind Los Angeles and Miami because of the rates of leisure and hospitality employment, debt to income ratios, and the number of COVID-19 cases already and number of air transportation jobs. You know, that's one advantage that Tucson does have, is the sense when it comes to a COVID-19 sort of outbreak, Tucson is very fortunate in the sense that we have uh, a very uh limited access to the outside world Tucson is still kind of a small town you know place it's not Phoenix people don't fly in and out of here on the way to someplace else <laughs> okay uh, Tucson you've got to make it a point to come here generally right uh, as I read a little bit further into this I'm reading here on cnbc.com uh, it's talking about the uh, chief regulator says that the mortgage bailout, is on the honor system. He pleads with borrowers to be honest. Now, in case you're not familiar with what I'm about to talk to you about, uh, what I'm really talking about is the CARES Act that was just recently signed into law that allows borrowers to skip their payments for up to a year and then have those payments tacked on to the end of their loans. Now, the reality of this is that millions of borrowers may really may not be able to pay their mortgages as the coronavirus continues to exert a lot of pressure on the economy. And the government's trying to step in with the CARES Act, but the problem is that the $2 trillion stimulus package states that borrowers need not provide any proof of financial hardship, they can simply say they can't pay. Now, am I the only person who sees something intrinsically worrisome here? I mean, I, I, this reminds me of an exe- of a of a of an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where they had the Irish honor system, right? And the Irish honor system. It, 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 what could possibly go wrong, right? I mean, honestly, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, I mean, people going out and, and saying that's all they've got to do is say that they have some kind of of mortgage problem or issue paying their mortgage, even if they're not. Now, I'm going to read it. It says, uh, an interview Wednesday, Chief Regulator of Mortgage Giants Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, uh, FHFA Director Dr- Mark Calabria begged the borrowers. To be honest, quote, we're operating on the honor system. We're asking and we're putting together a script for servicers. And this is supposed to be limited to if you've lost your job and you've lost your income. Please, if you've not lost your job, continue paying. Okay. If you have, if you, if you can pay your mortgage, please do so because we really need to focus on the people who can't. Now, that is from Mark Calabria the director of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Now it says, there's going to be some accountability. Borrowers will have to provide documentation when they set up the repayment plans and lying then would be considered fraud. Now, Calabria estimated that up to 2 million borrowers could be applying for loan forbearance by May and said that mortgage servicers, as well as Fannie and Freddie, could handle that if it were just for a few months. And after that, there could be problems quote if this goes beyond 2 or 3 months and we start to get worse than that well then that's going to be a lot of strain and certainly we're going to start to see some firms get into a lot of liquidity trouble absolutely you can't have 700 million american you know homeowners refusing to pay their home loan or their home loans if you've got renters refusing to pay or or uh, or not pay well that that's just going to accelerate the problem. says, while the mortgage market was much healthier going into this crisis than it was going into the subprime crisis, the subprime mortgage crisis of 2007 and 2008, there's still one very vulnerable area, FHA loans. These low down payment loans to borrowers with lower credit scores, and they're insured by the federal government. And the truth is that subprime really didn't go as much away into the FHA So you have a lot of FHA borrowers who I think are vulnerable. The real question is the duration of this, said Calabria. If this is something that goes on for six months or more, then I think you're gonna continue to see a lot of stress and I would really emphasize that a place to look right now is the FHA market with the credit quality of the borrowers, they're really going to be the first canary in the coal mine in terms of what the broader implications are going to be. Now, that's where I I'm coming up with my argument. Now, a lot of people are are saying that I'm trying to scare a, a people's uh, scare people into, you know, selling their homes or dropping their prices. No, I'm simply trying to outline to you what's going to happen. There is absolutely nothing the federal government can do at this point to stop this. They've already lit the fuse with the federal government coming in and giving forbearance for three, four, six, or even a year or more to some people in their mortgage payments. If you're gonna make it on an honor system, people, look, the nature of man is wickedness. They are going to lie, <laughs> okay? Yes, you're going to have a couple people who are going to be honest and they're going to make their payments but there is an enormous amount of risk in this strategy by by forestalling and stopping the foreclosures on properties in the FHA market for over a year that could be fatal i'm going to read a little bit further in this uh, in this article it says the coronavirus effect itself uh, is going to be uh, a lot a lot deeper than the subprime crisis. And now, as I was mentioning before, the same article, I should say, this same uh, this same uh, director, right, uh, is 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 saying that there's a lot of problems with people who are going out and trying to buy property right now because of the coronavirus and how it's affecting the uh, the market. Mortgage applications to buy a home. Have gone down 24% annually as the coronavirus s- just slams into the spring housing market. This comes from CNBC. It says, after rising for two weeks, mortgage rates plunged to the lowest level, as Mortgage Bankers Association survey said. Refinance applications spiked 26% for the week and were 168% higher than a year ago. Whoops. <laughs> Got that dumb commercial there. Oh, hush, hush, there we go, all right, said that uh, refinance applications spiked 26% for the week and were 168% higher than a year ago. Mortgage applications to purchase a home fell 11% last week and were 24% lower than last year. Now, when you think about it, the the mortgage market itself is splitting in two. On the one hand, you have a lot of homeowners going out there seeing these remarkably low interest rates and refinancing. You know, you've seen that the refinance market has gone up. The volume is 67% higher than one year ago when the interest rates were higher. And after rising for two entire weeks, the mortgage rates plunged to the lowest level in the MBA survey. The average contract interest rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage with conforming loan balances of $510,000 or less decreased 3.47% from uh, from 3.82% with points. Now that was 0.33 from 0.35, including the origination fee for loans with a 20% down payment, and this was 89 basis points higher a year ago. Now, because of this. This is exactly why you see so many people going out and refinancing right now. These applications spiked 26% for the week and were 168% higher than they were a year ago. The refinance share of mortgage activity alone increased 75% from total applications from 69% for the previous week. Okay, so when you see this happening, people aren't planning on selling when they refinance their home. They might have had their home on the market prior to this. And then when this came along, they had their home off the market. Now they decided to refinance and they've lowered their rate, lowered their price, and they're staying in the home. With a bleaker economic outlook, along with the first wave of realized job losses reported in last week's unemployment claims, this is what's usually causing these, these home buyers to, call, to fall back. okay? Weekly jobless claims, soared past 3 million claims to a record high, the Labor Department said last Thursday. Mortgage applications to purchase a home fell 11% last week and were 24% lower than a year ago says real estate agents and home builders have reported sharp drops in buyer interest and open houses and model homes are shuttering some potential buyers are doing virtual tours but the demand is not even close to spring volume look i i don't have to tell you about what's going on in the market with any kind of any kind of any kind of slant or opinion i'm just telling you what they're saying what the the market itself is saying and you can't say well it's fake news it's cnbc or it's this or the yeah this is statistics coming from from the the labor department i mean if you look at the real estate news itself okay coronavirus itself according to the wall street journal is forcing home buyers to try and scramble to close the deals they have on their own i mean it's difficult it's difficult if you're out there trying to buy a property right now, okay, if you're in the midst of a contract, all right, it's difficult to get this deal closed, all right? If you're in the middle of trying to buy a home, let's say you're relocating or, or something along those lines, you have to buy, well, that's a very difficult time to try and buy too because when you think about it, you know, real estate agents are out there trying to help you, but there's a lot of unforeseen things. I mean, really, when you think about it from the house hunting uh, all the way down to the closing, there's a lot of in-person meetings. And when you've got a shelter-in-place order or stay-at-home order, well, it's kind of difficult for your realtors to find workarounds and ways to get you into the property. So this is a challenging time for a lot of people. And I do think it's disingenuous for, for people to say that, that that's not working. I mean, I've had a lot of people tell me that I'm being stupid. That's stupid. You're stupid. Stop being stupid. But, but the reality is I'm not being stupid. I'm just trying to be honest with you here, okay? <laughs> because when you see the new home sales drop 4.4% in February from January's 13-year high, understand something fundamental about the real estate market. The real estate market is where it's at right now. Because of the coronavirus and the coronavirus only. I mean, think this through. If this real estate market was so hot, how come this tiny little so-called virus is putting everything on end? How come everybody's having to stop what they're doing? You could say it's the fake media, it's the leftist press, it's this, that, and the other, but how do you explain... The worldwide implications of this. It doesn't make any sense at all. China goes out and forcibly takes millions of people and forces them in their homes and welds, in some cases, the doors shut. And they're just now coming out of it. They were willing to risk their entire country, they were willing to go out and risk their entire government going into revolt. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? What would happen in America if the American government went and started rounding people up and tried to force them in their homes and weld the doors closed? We'd have riots in the streets. We'd be swinging tyrants from the gallows by noon. Well, you know, that's not really such... Anyway, the point that I'm getting at is simply this, that you, you, you it took China, these massive massive doses of authoritarianism to quell this virus and they were willing to risk an entire society going into revolution over this by doing these strong-arm tactics and it's taken them five months to just now begin to start coming out of this you mean to tell me that the CNN and, and the Fox News and the, all these other leftist people or whatever are trying to hold the, the government down and the One World Order and the Illuminati? and Man, get out of here. Come on, for real. Let's just be honest. Okay, can we please just dispense with the bull? Okay, let's just be honest. Once once for honest, okay, these prices are dropping. New home sales prices, dropping. Okay, mortgage applications dropping. Homes on the market dropping. You know, you could say anything you want to say, but the truth is when you have three and a half million Americans filing unemployment claims in a single month, it's not going to change in three months. Listen, I'd love to hear what you got to say on this issue. Hit me up on this uh, podcast here. Go ahead and let me know what you've got to say. Thank you so much for listening. Visit me at Carlbyshouses.com or call me at 520-4036-227. Thanks for listening in to my rants and raves. And as always, have a powerful sales day. Bye-bye.